Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinema, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Sorry for the break, but we, uh, we went on holidays and then we've had family visiting. And it's just been hard to get to the cinema. But we're going. We're going back uh, a little bit late to this movie. But uh, it's uh, the latest Marvel Studios, Marvel Cinematic universe adventure which feels like we're just this is just a never-ending parade of them at this stage and usually we see them like right as they come out and like for lots of reasons we didn't see this one but actually there seemed no impetus to see it either like is it like what already the third one this year or something? well here's a i wish i had this at hand but i don't but um <laughs> ign created a uh, a graphic which said uh which had the amount of content, I hate using that word, whatever, movies and TV shows produced by Marvel Studios, right? Phase one of, of this thing, uh, six movies. Phase two, six movies. Phase three, there was 10 or 12 movies. Phase four is like uh, already like whatever, like uh, eight eight movies and seven TV shows and we're only halfway through it. And there's no there's cohesion like- to it because phase one was all origin stories, right? Yeah. So it was very clear to follow and like getting the team together and stuff. And then phase three obviously ended in like Avengers Endgame, which was class. And now the and I by the way, Thor, the original Thor, the very first Thor movie, is one of my favourite ever Marvel movies. Like I loved that movie. I love Chris Hemsworth. I wasn't like a huge fan of the second Thor movie, but but I love Chris Hemsworth and I love Thor. So I actually am interested to see this movie for that reason. Don't forget the third Thor movie. Which by the way which? we we, <laughs> it's the third Thor movie, isn't no, it? Oh, wow, I'm loving this already. What? No, this is the fourth Thor movie. This is? Yeah. The, the, the third one, which I think is the one you think is the second one, was the first one that Taika Waititi did. And actually, we what? did on this podcast, you can scroll back there, we did Thor Ragnarok. Kathy Thor Ragnarok, yeah. doesn't remember. That is not the second Thor movie, that's the third. What's there was the another one? one called The Dark World. Which you clearly okay. don't remember I at all. I have no recollection of seeing that movie. That's a testament to the <laughs> to the quality of that movie, I think. Wow. Okay, I feel really like uninformed. Okay. Well, anyway, I am interested to watch this movie because I like Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've only very briefly caught like a teaser trailer for it in the cinema and I looked away. So I don't know anything You looked about away? It. Well, yeah, I'd rather not watch trailers. Oh, okay. Though I did see online that Natalie Portman's in it, eh, which is good because I really like her. But other than that, I'm fairly nonplussed about it. I'm just like, why is this movie out? Same. And now that you tell me it's the fourth, because I was like, why is Thor getting a third movie? <laughs> why is he getting a fourth movie? <laughs> Plus, we watched the whole Loki series, though. Like, you know, I feel like they've done the Odins or whatever they're called a bit to death now. I think I'm. I like. I, I like Chris Hemsworth as well, and I like him as this character. I'm happy to see more of it. But I, I think am... he's like the best. I actually think he's the best actor in the whole Marvel universe. Like, he's my favorite. He's good. He can handle the drama and the comedy. Yeah. Um, my feelings about this movie though are just I'm I'm just worn out I feel worn out by the whole thing and I'm trying to keep up with the TV shows and this kind of just now, and you're worse we than went, me because at least I don't watch the TV I've kind of given up on the TV shows but Dave's still chugging along I think you're better those. you're better off really and and I mean now I we had the same complaints to be fair with Doctor Strange I think we said exactly the same things going into that and we both came out of that um, having really enjoyed it and yeah. I did enjoy it so, so, so I'm to enjoy hoping this. for some light breezy entertainment here and that's kind of all I really expect and want from it but I, a, but I am worn out by this all this stuff it's a bit interesting as well because I guess last we saw Thor I'm now remembering was in um, it was at the end of Endgame so spoilers now for Avengers yeah, Endgame but wasn't but, he like really depressed and he wasn't like a god anymore is that the last time we saw him well he was a god but he yeah, he was uh, you know, missed, I mean there was that whole thing he about had a crisis he and, put on a lot of weight and became the big Lebowski and had a crisis but then ultimately fought against Thanos and then he went off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and left right, okay, Tessa Thompson that. to rule New Asgard okay thank you for the recap so that's also, where we um, find him at a the couple beginning. of our listeners actually messaged us after Endgame and, and made very fair points around the fact that there was like very blatant fatism in this, some of the Thor stuff in that movie like the joke was he's a belly and it's like well what's the joke he has a belly it just was it was fairly thin humour so I hope they don't belabor that again in this one um, okay, but anyway, I am actually genuinely excited to watch Chris Hemsworth for a movie because I think he's such a superstar. And I Let's go. We'll Let's see you on the other side. Bye. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months and six days. Give or take. Am I, uh, sensing feelings? Oh, hi. Hi. We're back. We saw a movie. We saw Thor, Love and Thunder. I hope you did too. But if you didn't, (laughs) don't worry. There's no spoilers here until, of course, we get to Spoiler Street. Do you really hope they've seen it? I mean, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm happy... Well, I like the very to, yeah. this is not a spoiler I loved the very end of this movie when I found out why it was called Horror Love and Thunder that was a nice moment that was good um, yeah. okay Kathy, let's start with you What? Uh, how are you feeling how are you feeling about Thor Love and Thunder uh, so I actually enjoyed the movie um, uh-huh. I was surprised to see Christian Bale show up didn't know that was going to happen he's in it yeah I have an innate distrust of him 
You distrust him. When he's Why in a film. <laughs> what a weird, weird I don't mean the use. man. I mean the actor. Like, when he comes on a film, I'm like, oh, God. He's going to go now and just fucking ruin this movie. And I was pleasantly surprised. I actually I thought he was really great in it. Yeah, he yeah. was great. thought he was really great. Uh, I thought Chris Hemsworth was the best superstar, as always. I absolutely love him. I feel like he has grown way bigger than these movies and actually shouldn't be in them anymore now. I feel like he's done his bit. Okay. Uh, I was delighted to see Natalie Portman back. She's great. Uh, I was very pleased to see Anthony Hopkins. Didn't know he was in it. That was not Anthony Hopkins. Not, uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Uh, Tessa Thompson, I love her. Now, the, um, now, some of that... Just be careful where you're treading. We're in the non-spoiler section now. Everything you've said is in the trailers. Yeah, but that's just, not spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, just, just referencing... I'm just actors. saying, you, you often throw... You're, you play okay. fast and loose. Well, this it's because I don't watch the trailers. This is Marvel. People are very sensitive. Okay, I mean, I, pre- I presume people know the actors in it. Um, it was like an enjoyable, like... It wasn't as long as all of them, so it was enjoyable. I went along for the ride. Uh, as I mentioned, I enjoyed the very ending. And other than that, it's kind of like, okay, I'll never think about this movie again <laughs> as long as I live. There's no there's no value to the world from it. It's just, it is what it is. It's just a conveyor belt of Marvel movies with shots of brilliance. I also really love um, the director and I love his voiceover of one of the creatures. Taika Waititi. Yeah, I really like him as one of the creatures. Korg is his character, yeah. Uh, so, like, there's, a, there's actually, I would say there were elements of this movie that I loved, but I do not love the movie. Okay, okay, that's. Uh, I completely agree with you. I don't love this movie either. Uh, in fact, I kind I have real issues with it, which I'm going to go into in spoilers. But I was kind of. I felt that this movie. I felt like just kind of disappointed with this movie. I'm like, what? With its existence. <laughs> yeah, like what is the point of this? That there was no. It had a better plot than I expected, honestly. The, pl- the yeah, but the plot. The, the the problem is that the the plot. And we'll talk about this more in spoilers, but the plot is aiming really dark sometimes, with some, like, li- literally dark. It goes black and white in, in some parts of this, and it is it is aiming for some sort of hefty sort of um, subjects, and I think it is at real odds with the comedy. It, it doesn't feel like it meshes well together. If anything, and I had the same problem with Ragnarok, is that... You know, spoilers for Thor Ragnarok, but the, at the end of that movie, there's a moment where their entire sort of home and civilization has been destroyed, and it's holding on everyone's reactions to that. And then Taika Waititi can't resist cutting to a joke from Korg, yeah, which undercuts the moment. I remember that. And yeah. and he does that time and again in this movie to the point where I can't actually and this movie starts with something incredibly emotionally impactful this movie right? has which most almost no Marvel movies do has a great true villain as in with an actual backstory whose motivations I understand yeah he's I would great. say that he's a good villain but but then they they undercut all of those moments anytime there's potential for real um, drama I felt I couldn't I couldn't invest in any of it because either the moment is undercut by a joke or I can't believe I can't get to grips with the stakes or the weight of anything that is happening in this movie because none of the characters or the actors playing the characters seem like they're taking it seriously the only you know weight I mean? is really in Natalie it's, Portman's plot I think but even her even her she slips she she has a very weighty plot and then she kind of goes through the movie a lot like Chris Hemsworth, just making jokes. Everyone's making jokes. And you've got what you've got is a team, which is 
Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie and Korg. And the four of them are comic relief characters, essentially. Like, Natalie no- Portman's not a... They she's, turned her into one, she's but making, she wouldn't have been in the other movies. She's got a movies. whole running joke about what her catchphrase is, which is quite funny. I'm, and I'm, I'm not criticising, like, there's a lot of funny stuff in this movie. It doesn't all hit. But there is funny no stuff. I like Taika Waititi. But I can't... It is, it, there's no weight or heft to any of the bits that have real potential to be hefty and for me to be invested in emotionally. Do you think emotionally. should be hefty? Or do you think do you think it's that the movie dabbled in it? Do you think the movie would have been better off just leaving it that out of it and just having them on kind of a fun romp? No, I think somebody who is who is less inclined to be comedic because Taika Waititi is an incredibly funny person and has an inc- and, a, and has a distinct sort of voice which rings through in this movie. And I think he's not he's not hitting home on the emotional beats. And I don't know you're, the movie's trying to do it. But how can I feel bad for Thor as a character when he's not taking anything seriously? The stakes of this movie, it just feels like he's just walking from scene to scene, taking everything completely flippantly. Do you know what I mean? I don't and, know and that we're ever supposed to feel bad for him. I think we're supposed to be concerned about the journey and the people they're trying to uh, save. I, but I wasn't, and we'll talk about that in spoilers. Um, but the, the the people that they're trying to save, that, that should be very... That, that should be a subject matter that's incredibly important and treated with seriousness and everyone's just kind of making jokes and for me it, yeah, but that's it's at odds basically, it took, took me out of the movie it's basically a kid's movie you see so I think that it's it's all at odds because it's a story aimed at kids alright it's a kid's movie but then they create a villain that is aesthetically and um, whatever metaphorically like is incredibly incredibly scary and villainous yeah he is and and Christian Bale is going hard on it yeah he's really good so it's like I I don't really subscribe to hey it's just a kids movie we're all just having fun when half of the movie is just like look how fucked up and dark this guy is and it's just like no you can't quite have your cake and eat it are you just a a sort of a fantasy sort of flippant uh, comedy which is kind of fine and it kind of that is what it is but you can't also try and do all these things and have things that matter and this but is you also can't oh, fundamentally can't do this when you're the like you can't have things matter when you're the and I'm just going to take a stab here yep. 26th movie in a franchise okay. I, I that, agree like you just can't there's no weight left in this world Thor shouldn't even be alive anymore can like. we go can we go to spoilers now and I'll talk about because I think you've hit the nail on the head with the, my criticisms I'm levelling at this movie in particular are or you can also level at the entire sort of concept yeah. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's not universe. Taika Waititi's fault it's just he's a cog in the machine of the Marvel Universe that needs to go on endlessly forever and stuff is you know besides Endgame which I think did deliver true consequence and emotional impact I, and I loved it and I feel like I haven't really seen that since and they haven't been able to achieve that it really uh, so was the go- Endgame like I know Spider-Man was a huge hit after it and we both really enjoyed Spider-Man coming home but um No Way Home or No Way Home Coming Home is the the cinema spin-off but basically since Endgame there's been no weight to the franchise let's uh, let's go to spoilers now so spoilers now for Thor Love and Thunder so what I mean specifically is um, wait we didn't give people enough time to turn off their they've had it now you've just given it to them Hopefully you have turned, turned off. off. Big spoilers now for Thor: Love and Thunder, but and also no also spoilers because nothing of consequence. Potentially happens. for some MCU stuff, which we'll flag in a moment. Okay, so the things there are no consequence. I mean, this whole um, franchise has been criticised previously for not 
having consequence, right? So death means nothing. The winter soul, like Bucky. All right, I'm just going to spoilers for the whole for MCU, right? Bucky dies in 1940. Hey, he's back. He's the Winter Soldier now. It's just like um, they all loaded them died in Endgame and then came back again. Everyone comes back. Everyone yeah. comes back. Nothing means anything. No one ever dies, right? Except for Tony Stark's death, which I feel. And if they ever undo that, I think they can go fuck themselves. Because, but they only did that because um, your man wanted to leave. Well, They'd yeah, bring yes, it back if fine. They could, like. But but uh, but also like that had a mo- real emotional resonance. And Captain America and Chris Evans standing aside didn't die, but I feel like that's a nice exit point. Wait, didn't for him. Zoe Saldana and um, die? And came back. Different oh, timeline. Back? Yeah, she died in in, in uh, Infinity War. But she wasn't and she's in this. Back for Endgame. But she wasn't and, in this one though with Star Lord. No, because she's a different version of a timeline who doesn't know him and just disappeared. Right? And also, Black Widow died, but then they brought out her prequel. Yeah. So I mean, she's dead, but we still got another movie with her. Just like, and this is this this movie is emblematic of all those problems. Where you've got, uh, all right, Russell Crowe shows up and is great fun. Like, Very, I don't know I, what he's doing. Russell Crowe was this <laughs> was fucking brilliant. By the way, apparently he shot. This is, this is a fun fact. He shot all of his scenes in the Greek accent he's doing. This kind of Greek Australian accent, mm-hmm. which, by the way, uh, shout out to our Australian listeners. If 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 that's like borderline like racist or stereotype, please let us know because I was feeling like it might be, but I don't know. I don't know enough about sort of a, a Greek culture. But um, he did ha- all of his scenes shot with that accent. Then he did them all again with a British accent because they couldn't make their mind up. And they, whatever, they went with his mad Greek accent. <laughs> but like, I kind of like it. Kind of makes sense. He's Zeus. He would have a Greek accent, I guess. I mean, wh- also, sure. can we, while, and of course, he'd speak English. While we're on the subject, um, Brett Goldstein did um, as, was as so Hercules. A surprise. I was like, wow, and great casting. Him. Great casting. And he follows us on Twitter. So I'm like, someone follows us on Twitter. He's in oh, a Marvel yeah, I movie. About that. We've made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been chatting to him. That is so, such a surprise. He has a great podcast casting. as well, a movie podcast called Films to Be Buried With, if nobody knows. Um, yeah, really good. Now, here's what I was going to say. Russell Crowe shows up. Also, great he had scene, his own lots accent. of fun. He had his own accent, didn't he, when he came out? Right I mean, in. he can only be the, the, <laughs> the sort of Cockney accent. It was so good. Um, and then he gets killed, right? With a lightning bolt. Yeah, and then he shows up at the end again. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's not dead. Don't worry, he'll be back. Um, in the same effing movie, Natalie Portman they shouldn't has a... Him. Natalie Portman has what the movie is trying to make a very poignant death scene. And then in the end credits, uh, it's just like, oh, there she is. She's, in, she's in Valhalla now. Wait, you stayed for the second end you credits, I didn't. You went to I the didn't. toilets, yeah. We haven't talked about this yet. So in the Because I was like, like, trust me when I say I've sat through enough Marvel yeah, credits Yeah, Kathy was like, no, and I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll say, I always will say for the first one, I'll never say, because the second ones are always so pointless. Well, wow, the, sec- so actually, the second one is Valhalla, heaven. Well, they showed us that because she turned into kind of, we saw her go to Valhalla sparkly when she died because she yeah. was all sparkly. So I guess that. So she could put. But, uh, but so what's she, she doing in the end credits? Well, she shows up and then Idris Elba is there, who did die. But also, no one really dies. He's there. He's in Valhalla with Natalie Portman. So yeah, basically the the. Mo- uh, but they're not going to be in another the, movie, though. Yeah, they will. They will. They hundred percent will. They're there. The, that's the Marvel studio saying. These characters are here. I can we can pluck That's them so out funny. anytime we want now. For uh, all you need is some nonsense exposition where you're like, we've discovered the portal to Valhalla is in this place and that's what um, I mean this movie I always thought that Natalie Portman hadn't wanted to be in these movies anymore and I have to say that I really like so I like the chicken back because I'm a fan of hers but I'm also was like I'd be surprised if she bothered coming up again but I I think they're just opening that as like an option but I think but but, but also it's just like 
if you're gonna reach in there as the option, like have some have some like um, restraint and do fine. Do it in Thor of six or seven if you want to, and it's like yeah, we're gonna go Thor to seven. Valhalla to but get also we Natalie got Portman. It. But like, don't sorry, don't just be like at the very end of this movie undercut yeah, the undercut thing that you just had at the end of your movie where you're like there's this big death scene like death means fuck all and it's really starting to frustrate me and even as she was dying I was just like huh it's just like yeah if they Can want I Natalie go back Portman, on Jane, like, though. nothing means anything do, I agree take your point but going back on the Jane and Thor thing I because remember in the in the second or third movie I can't remember which one now Thor movie that she wasn't in and they were just broken up and that was the end of it I really liked that they gave us the whole like their I felt like I really liked the grounded oh that normal, was nice their relationship them riding montage, bikes and all that and yeah, then yeah. like drifting apart I really like, enjoyed I thought that. that was all very well done and I liked Thor's arc for this movie of like learning to let himself love again and then him and the little girl at the end I really liked you know that's his uh, Chris Hemsworth daughter in real life. Oh no way! Yeah, which I think makes awesome. it makes it extra special. So I actually, I, I actually really like all that relationship stuff with them. I actually really like the use of rock music in this. I thought that was quite fun, like um, "Sweet Child of Mine." Well, it, no, it's I just like, Guns and Roses, right? No, there was a couple of sequences with. with I thought it was rock just music. Guns and Roses. They, they were, it was exclusively Guns and Roses. Correct me if I'm wrong, oh. listeners. Okay, well, anyway, I really but then enjoyed Axl all the sequences. Axl Rose got paid a fortune for this. That was class. Um, the stuff with him and like Star Lord and all them, I don't give a shit. I could do without that. Well, here's another thing. It's just like the, the, the end of Endgame. It's just like there goes Thor. He's off with the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, can you imagine the adventures they'll have? Oh, here's three and a half minutes of that, um, and then they're gone. It's just it's like, just, yeah, it's just, what's it's the so point? Why are you setting movie? up all this stuff only just to like not use any of it? I like the Christian Bales of the way. I thought they set up fairly well why he would hate gods. What I was confused by at the beginning is after his daughter died, why did he then be compelled to or drawn to the like valley of the gods to meet them? Is it because the sword drew him in? I didn't quite get why he suddenly saw that from the desert and was suddenly in there. Not that it matters whatsoever. But I enjoyed that he killed that I god because that god was I think he just stumbled uh, upon a god. And I also love... I mean, I like the idea of that, but he's a great idea, this god the butcher, uh, Gore the Butcher. It was and proper, he's a like, killer of gods. And you're kind of on his side because they all they all seem like horrible. Yeah, but when also, he went up to when they all went up to uh, wherever Zeus, the palace of the gods... I would have watched a whole movie set there with all those gods. Like I thought that was great. World also, but why didn't we have Gore attacking them? Why didn't he attack? Any, why didn't he do anything? He didn't. Ki- we didn't see him kill any gods. It no, was the all implication. Yeah, but the implication was like they didn't have time to go into it. They have seven hundred other plots. The implication was he's going around killing all the low level gods. But he seemed to have a particular know, fixation like, with Thor that I didn't get. Because he, he wanted the Stormbreaker. The plot felt like it was just literally like they were making it up as they went along. Yeah, and then halfway through, they're like, oh, hey, there's also this thing at the end of time, um, which seems, oh, wishing well that the whole seems world- like everyone can just go anywhere at any time. And Thor's like, right, let's go there. Um, and then he has the MacGuffin that's going to open the gate to make a wish. So he could have done that what, at any time. Why didn't they just... Wish that you know Thanos what? didn't I exist. I actually think we shouldn't do much of a spoiler street on this because, like, what are we unpicking? It was just madness. <laughs> it was just yeah, but that's what I mean. There was it was a weightless movie. The plot had nothing to grip onto. There were no emotional stakes. I'm enjoying um, Miss Marvel at the moment. Um, I'm three episodes into that, and that spends time making you Plus. care on Disney Plus, and that makes spends time making you care about. Kamala Khan and her family yeah, but now and bearing like, in mind A it's her origin story and B it's a TV show yeah but this has so a, this, this is had four movie. movies and I and I like and, and I, I'm invested in Thor but you can't make me invested in him if he's just if he's not going to take it seriously do you know what I mean yeah do you know what I've actually not nothing to say about this movie 
There's a few I will things never, I, I promise you tomorrow I'll have forgotten it I'm dis, uh, Yeah I agree and, and it just feels like What's the point point? I and just I'm, think Chris Hemsworth I know these uh, franchises Made him a star But I think he is Like I'm not exaggerating And I say like One of the best actors Of his generation What is he doing now In this shit Other than getting paid Loads of money But like surely He's a millionaire by now I don't understand Why he's now Sure like Like Scarlett Johansson's Bowed out Uh Captain America's bowed out Tony Stark's bowed out like I feel like he should be bowing out now as well like you know it's, sure he's it's raking like, it in yeah but like he's probably a multi-millionaire he uh, needs to be off doing good projects now and showcasing his like actual acting jobs on the Natalie Portman plot though and Jane plot I actually found it very compelling the idea that um, and again this could have been a whole movie in itself the idea that she's so ill but when she has this hammer and she's acting as a god she's like so strong and she's just so happy and then but then that takes the strength out of her because I would have thought it gave her strength and I kind of enjoyed watching the CGI and then how they made her all tall and muscly and kind of thinking how they would have navigated shooting that so I liked that whole plot but again that got, could have been the I don't whole... think the CGI made her muscly by the way uh, they, no no she... they CGI'd her face onto a muscly body like no Cathy they didn't she just she got ripped that was not Natalie Portman's body. That would they I'm telling you right now they did not CGI her face. What she was doing that what they did do is they made her taller because they had platforms next to Chris Hemsworth. Oh, so, so you've she's walking them. on platforms. Oh right, because I was like, she's no, like it's two her. feet taller. You, Kathy, you've seen we're watching Stranger Things. You've seen what it looks like when they CGI someone's face on another person's body. You can tell. Well, you I can tell, tell in this movie. It looked awful when she was that size. No, that's just her. Her. I mean, her guys, face CGI. I don't know. Do, let's do some that research. That was not her. Anyway, I really, really but don't I think, think her that's whole her. plot could have been a movie. Her and Thor's whole plot could have been a movie, and I actually would have loved to watch that movie. Yeah, without all the villain stuff, without and and the stuff I was referring to earlier, like he kidnaps an entire village's children. Yeah, and they all have a great lark. And and then all they do is they they go to the town hall and have a meeting, and it's all just like comedy beat, comedy beat, comedy beat. Uh, don't worry, we'll sort this out. Ha ha ha! Here we go. I'm Thor. I like Whoops, the idea I've that um, Idris Elba's. I like the idea that Idris Elba's uh, Idris Elba's son was in it. Had the eye thing. They were communicating that way. Like, but, that then, was he, quite but cool. then he communicates with them, and it's just like. Ah, don't worry, kids. Everything's gonna be fine. It was just like, don't. It's just like. Oh no! Okay, sorry. The- my favorite bit of the movie, absolute favorite of the movie. When all the when kids get the powers. All the kids yeah, get the power great. of Thor. Yeah. I was again. I could have watched that for ages. And like, I did. There's glimmers of brilliance in the movie, and I really, really, really liked that. That sequence. was a great sequence. Yeah. And and, and I, by the way, I I have been absolutely shitting on this movie, but there is. I would like to call out a few great things that I enjoyed in it mm-hmm. that's one I thought that was brilliant it looked amazing it was just a great idea the little girl with the teddy bear with lightning shooting out of it just, just a fun idea that was so fun that teddy bear was her even weapon. though it breaks the whole like I don't know what's they keep introducing new powers like why didn't he do that when they were battling you know in Wakanda why didn't he give everyone lightning powers anyway not to get boring but um the other things I like, I loved I loved the idea of a love triangle between Thor and his two weapons. I thought that was really. Oh my god, I love way, that. The way Stormbreaker, like Taika Waititi, has such good comic timing. And so the way does they shot Chris that, that uh, they both yeah they both do uh, the I'd way that the team. way that the axolot sort of slowly came into the to the frame. That was so was good. legitimately and hilarious. The way, and the way it showed us how I loved how they showed us like that Thor imbued his original weapon with like love for Natalie Portman because yes. he loved you so much so I found all that stuff brilliant I would have just loved to watch that movie I th- on its I th- own I thought all the uh, the sort of look of the movie was great I love all the Technicolor sort of 80s stuff and then it really contrasted well when, it, when they went to 
wherever gore was the shadow realm and they and they went into black and white i thought that was awesome yeah, and i loved cool. the little reference to to uh, george melier's uh, a trip to the moon with that perspective shot where they oh, yeah, they they, they hid into the, the the moon like i love that taiki Waititi is so cine literate like he got a little uh, yeah that was beautiful little actually. not like you'd never expect to see that in um in a, in a Marvel like movie then see... all the shadow creatures I mean they weren't very threatening because none of the henchmen are but they looked awesome the way the shadows were being drawn on that asteroid oh. was like was really good but yeah so they, like there, there was a lot to a lot to like in here but uh, but also I feel like they didn't oh, I'm going back to the negative now but they didn't give Tessa Thompson's character anything to do say, and then they Thompson, just bench her halfway through it they're like she's oh such she's a great out now actress and she really props up like she completely holds her own with Chris Hemsworth which I say is hard enough to do she's a brilliant actress but she's given no plot yeah she's just and neither is Korg he's just on there on their journey and then they're like I love the stuff with Korg at the end when he was making a baby well, that, was, well. that, that was that nice that was so cute but here's the thing Korg um, Korg like loses his entire body and is just a face and I was like oh that's interesting uh, and that's kind of and fun and then they do nothing with it and then it. they're like no not only do they do nothing with it they're like oh don't worry his body's back now it's just at the end his body I know yeah there's just no consequence it's just like uh, come on guys I mean just just commit just I hope commit they never make another Thor movie now if, like, I, I'd be, if they make another Thor movie I'm just saying it now I'm not going to go and watch it I mean like and, and also Chris Hemsworth like loses his Thor loses an eye and you're like whoa he? he lost he lost a whole eye from Thanos no like a few movies back and then like next movie they're like oh here's an eye here's the new eye oh my god I completely and they're just like her. okay we'll just like I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the next movie is just like, <laughs> oh, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone now. The daughter's gone. Oh, don't worry about that. That's. I mean, that's do something really else now. bad. Like, that's so weird. Like, they couldn't be bothered CGIing it out for the whole. No, I, I get it. There's a practical reason. Like, who want Chris Hemsworth probably doesn't want to wear an eye patch for a whole movie. Yeah, but, but like, but I'm just like, if it's just part of the plot, you commit, just do it. Yeah. Commit to something. Yeah. Okay, but we need to go. Right. But like, needless to say, we this always happens to us. We've mixed feelings because we. In one part enjoyed it, and in the other part just grown at it at this point. If you told which I think me, is everyone's response to these movies now, by the way. If you told me at the beginning of the year that Doc, I'd have preferred Doctor Strange to this one, I, I, I wouldn't, I would have said Same. That's, you're mad. But I think the biggest, one of the fun. biggest reasons for that is it was Doctor Strange's first movie. This is Thor's fourth movie. I think it was Doctor Strange's second movie. Oh God! Yeah, I've forgotten about <laughs> yeah, it. Well. You have not. Okay, sorry. I re- no, enjoying, I hated his first I'm movie. I'm enjoying the timeline that's yeah. in your head. I've, I, it's so bad. Okay, I'm so actually seen all of these movies <laughs> and recorded podcasts about most of them. And even at this point, I cannot keep up with them. They're becoming harder to. They're like, really hard to make remember. an impact. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, but I mean, I thought, and also that had all the multiverse stuff, which was quite cool. Like there was enough new stuff going on in that one. And um, whereas this, just yeah, I'm over it. All right. Right, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Kathy's over it. Um, I'm just going to keep bashing my head against the wall. It's only as I'm talking about it. Actually, when I walked out of the cinema, I was like, that was fun. Yeah. It's just when you try and analyse it and you realise there's nothing to analyse. There's analyze. nothing to analyse. Yeah. It's just fluff. And Which normally I'm okay wrong. with that, but I just feel like when, you, when they can do this better. I've yeah. seen them do it better. So I'm just like, come on, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Sorry for ranting. Uh, you can let us know. If you want to rant, uh, we are available to receive rants at the Cinemile on all the social media stuff. We have a Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile, where you can support the show if you'd like to. Uh, and we're and currently, also um, we always, we, every month we watch a retro movie as voted for by our patrons. And this month we watched 
my cousin Vinny for the first time and we are also doing weekly episode reviews of For All Mankind which is currently the greatest show on TV yes correct um, so and we will be doing weekly episodes of the new Game of Thrones show when that comes later this summer yes and maybe even the Lord of the Rings one although Cathy has yeah. only just heard about this and uh, I can already tell she doesn't want it um, <laughs> what was I going to say oh also please leave us a review if you like what oh, we yes. do here that would, if you don't want to subscribe to our Patreon page that is a nice way to do it for free and would really help us okay bye thank you bye I take off your disguise and flip oh you flip too hard damn it shall we help them and eventually grape ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. <laughs> to be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.